0: And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk.
1: Hey, thanks for staying with us. Welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Shock Talk. We're broadcasting from the Rackshack Barbecue Studio in Egan, Minnesota. Hitnergroup.com, H I T T N E R Group.com, 612 627 Say, if you want the best food of your life, you go to rackshack2go.com, order it up online, go there to the restaurant, pick it up, or have it delivered right out to the house. It's all so easy, Rack Shack. To go.com. Todd and Jeremy are in from Allstate Insurance. We're talking about renter's insurance. Mm-hmm. So give your phone number again right away quick before I forget and I get chastised for it from Kelvin.
2: 651-452-5420. Yeah. Five,
1: five, All right. So what is the difference between renter's insurance and a, and a what if I own a condominium, you know, and I'm in a con, like an apartment style condominium or even a it's just a condo
2: a condo or a townhome home. of a HO6 policy on the okay, other side. Okay so what's Correct. the
1: difference between that and renters insurance
2: Well the townhome or condo you own Okay versus renting so with a townhome you need an HO6 policy yep. or a condo you need an HO6 policy so you have a master policy that's going to cover certain specifics and the master policy will vary from association to association. So you really want to make sure if you are buying a townhome or a condo that you understand exactly what your master policy so covers. So how
1: would I go about that then? Do I call you guys and say, you know, here, find out who the – the agent is on the master policy side and you guys talk to one another yep
2: the best thing to do is call your agent call us whoever and let them know here's my association here's the phone number for my association then what we do on our end is we'll call the association find out okay who holds your master policy then we'll call that company that holds the master policy find out the intricates of that policy exactly what it covers some are going to cover only up to the studs, and then you're going to be responsible for things like flooring and cabinetry and yeah. whatnot inside. Some are going to cover all of that, and you might only be responsible for, say, for example, upgrades or betterments that you do. So if you take a standard countertop and put a granite countertop in there, you might be responsible for that.
1: So in basically the, the master would cover anything that was originally there when you purchased? correct? And then any changes that you make... Going forward, or yeah, they're all different, though, the, right? like so Yeah, what are some that. of the com? You right. mentioned a couple of. Well, what are some of the common gaps there that people don't think about that they think they're covered but they're not? <laughs> the I think
0: o- the biggest one, if you could talk to it, is the is when there is a large event within an association development. Yeah,
3: I think uh, the biggest things what a lot of times people miss on uh, condominiums is a lot of them aren't aware of coverages of a loss assessment. Um, a loss assessment is basically broken out of when the when the association or the units take a loss. Your basic, like,
0: say, a hailstorm for roofs throughout the entire environment. hailstorm for
3: roofs, a big liability claim in a common area, something like that. And what it does, it gets divided out into each units mm-hmm. um, that were affected. And then on top of it, then they'll divide it out by the number, number of individ, individual units inside of the main building. You know, so if, if there's you
0: have, a... $10,000 or $50,000 deductible with the insurance you, with the insurance that the association holds, then they're taking that deductible and dividing it throughout the development, right? Correct. And so used, how do they protect themselves from that?
3: And then the big way to protect yourself from that is that way you want to talk to your individual insurance agent. So you want to make sure you're covered for that because that basically is a deductible of the master policy, which gets passed on to you as a homeowner. And your individual insurance policy can be there to cover you up. And a lot of times we'll cover up to um, depend on each individual. We'll look at what their needs are, maybe long term of how things are changing associations. It's very common that they increase those on a regular basis to re- keep the dues down and so on. Mm-hmm. And so we'll look to with individuals to how much to set them up on their policy, whether they want to review it. Mm-hmm. You know, on a regular time basis, or some individuals just want to be covered for long term. Mm-hmm. They don't like looking at all time, and so we'll set up for a large, larger coverage to make sure that they have, you know, um, a, a kind of advanced limits in the future. Yeah. So well. if the
0: association does assess an individual homeowner within a townhome dwelling, or condo, ten thousand dollars, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. You got it. Then they're going to be covered for that. What's that called? That's loss called assessment. loss assessment. Loss yeah. assessment, right? And how much is that? and it, it to add that to your insurance policy roughly 30
2: to 40 bucks a year yeah. Mm. yeah nothing nothing no and it it depends on the deductible once again and and like Jeremy said the biggest point too is when these people get this letter from their association, saying, "Hey, the master policy is going to be this this year. Make sure you reach out to your agent, let them know because Open your what starts yeah. as a policy is going to change. Yeah. Okay. And you're seeing fifty thousand dollar deductibles now versus you know five to ten years ago, you saw like a thousand or five thousand. And In they're an doing that, yep. Wow. And they're doing that to try and keep the dues down for sure. people. And that makes sense." Yep. And keep, I, oh, go ahead. No, I just want to point out, just as a kudos to you guys, No, I've not heard of anybody that will do what you guys do, where you'll contact the association, check with the insurance, see what they have. Because we get people asking us yep. all the time, what's the HO6 cover? What doesn't it cover? What about my other? Do I have some insurance? I'm like, that's not, that's. And no idea. No, and no one's doing that, right? No. So great job to you guys. So I don't want to miss that. Like you say it real nonchalant. Like we call them not a big deal. Huge deal. Got that's it. a big deal. It's so a nice job. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I have a question
1: for you now about, you know, it's the time of the year. People like Keith has got his, his uh, Rolls-Royce and his Bentley stored in a garage. <laughs> I drive a Chevy. Uh, I some someplace, such a hard time. Someplace <laughs> down. In, kind and, of a guy and,
0: over uh, I'm the cheapest guy you know. <laughs> he's true. got his ca- a car stored down true.
1: in a barn true. in, in a Hastings. True. What kind of coverage oh, yeah. does that? Is that... Uh, your household insurance that covers that car that's stored over the winter? Are you thinking like car club guys?
0: Yeah, yeah so well, my just, car is stored in Hastings. I didn't tell you that, but okay. it's not at my house. No,
2: it's just storage insurance. It's still auto. A homeowner's policy is not going to cover autos. Okay, so even if i
1: got a car in the garage and the, and the house burns down, the car is not covered? No. Oh, Interesting. People ask all the time. Yeah.
3: Your home will never extend coverage to the automobile because they have their own separate policy for their own individual yeah. car. Okay, so that I'll begs the sure. question. So done.
1: now I have a car. My house burns down. What it's coverage do I have on my
3: vehicle?
2: You go to your auto policy, so you would need to have comprehensive coverage, which would cover fire. Okay. 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 So whenever in the winter we have clients that have the nicer vehicles like the Bentleys and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, like Junior does, but what they'll do typically is if they're not going to drive it in the winter, they'll put it on storage insurance. And when you have storage insurance, you basically take off all the coverages except for comprehensive. So mm-hmm. anything that could happen to it while it's in storage—if it's stolen, vandalized, you know, something falls and on it, you know, fire, things like that—that's going to have the comprehensive coverage. So you'll have whatever that vehicle's valued at less your deductible for coverage.
1: So now it brings me to my next question, is that we're selling, we have two units left at the Egan Car Club, six one two six two seven eight thousand. if you have an interest, two units left at the car club, and these are hobby garages, where guys go in, and they finish them off, they put balconies in, and they got kitchenettes in, and all of this stuff, nice floors, nice finishings, and then they have their cars in there, and tools or, or and tools, and, and, or hobbies, maybe it uh, yep. isn't a car. What, how, I had someone ask me this, what do we do about insurance? And it's like, I don't know, call your insurance agent because, you know, the association covers the building Yep. and nothing else.
2: So if their question is on the vehicle itself, yeah, they, you know, talk to your agent, but they should have some sort of vehicle coverage. What about a
1: project vehicle where the thing doesn't run? I mean, it is a literally something they got out of the junkyard that they're going to make a, you know, a street ride out of or something like that. It's, it's you know, wheels are off, engines over here, it's just components. Yeah,
3: there are there are other coverages or other policies we can open up if individuals have, if they have a car where they want more of a guaranteed value mm-hmm. for that car, something that's either developed through an appraisal process, you know, they've worked with a professional, or a certain vehicle, uh, dollar amount that they have in mind that maybe the market isn't mm-hmm. quite there with the average vehicle. You'd like you take like a nine, your average 1979 80 car, most of them are probably give me a salvage yard and scrap metal right, things right. like that. Very few are available. It's gonna be a big disparity between your very high end that are all put together, redone, and then of course you got the ones that are a project car that might be down to bare bones and a lo- lot more rust on the panels. At that point in time, we would work with the individual customer on their unique needs and see what their need is. Do they do they want a certain coverage on this? Do they just want to make sure they're taken care of in case something happens because of an injury or something? We just kind of talk to them about their needs. And we can cover, cover the car. We can, we can look to maybe look at the overall picture of what they have. But we also are going to look at the contents inside of there, too, to make sure they have adequate coverage for items sitting inside of there for the, theft it, or the, fire. Kevin,
1: well,
2: go. I've got a new topic. The
1: injury, done, so. the injury that you're talking about, is because a lot of these guys are working. They got their buddy in there working. You know, they're underneath the car. Someone, you know, could easily get hurt on there. What kind of protection does the owner then of that facility put that it's not a business, just their hobby?
3: Be a liability.
1: What well, no, it's, not.
2: Uh, so it's actually when you're working on a vehicle. So Minnesota is a no-fault state. A lot of people misinterpret what that means. It's for, actually the medical. Yeah. yeah, so if you're injured in an auto accident or if you're working on a vehicle or if you're ex- even if you're exiting a vehicle, like a kid slamming their finger in the car, it goes to your auto policy. So that person who was working on that car would actually go back to their own policy first for medical. And if they didn't have a policy? If they didn't have a policy, then they would go to the person who owned the vehicle's okay. policy, or someone in their household that had a policy. So, so interesting. It's not, well, yeah.
0: we're gonna it is. that that was seemed pretty clear. So on that, we're gonna head out See, to break. No. Thanks for coming <laughs> in, guys. We appreciate it. Todd Vincelli, Jeremy Mills, Allstate Insurance. Give them a call. What's your phone number, Todd?
2: Six five one four five two five four two zero.
0: Thanks for coming in, guys. This is Real Estate Chalk Talk. Give us a call six one two six two seven eight thousand. Or log on to our website, hitnergroup.com. H-I-T-T-N-E-R group.com. We'll be right back. Barbecue.